0: In our last episode, we looked at the strange lights that are a common appearance in the Longdendale area of the Peak District, but that's not all the strange goings-on that happen here. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Vet Fielding, where this week we head back to the Peak District to look at the Longdondale bomber. You can hear more about the Longdendale lights in our last episode with the same name. But not only is this area known for its strange lights in the sky, but there have been also hundreds of reports in the last 50 years of ghostly planes flying over the valley.
1: Hey everyone, just me, producer Molly here, popping in really speedy with an email that Anthony sent in. So he wrote, Hi vet and team, I love your paranormal podcast and I've just listened to the latest edition on Vampires, where listener Matt related his own story. Afterwards, Yvette recalled the programme Strange But True, which I also love, and I recall it did a programme dedicated to the Longdondale Valley in the High Peak District of Derbyshire. There have been many strange accounts of paranormal activity occurring in this valley over the years, including people seeing apparitions, strange lights in the sky, ghostly Lancaster bombers being heard and seen, and countless UFO sightings. Perhaps it might be worth doing a whole episode dedicated to the area, or including it on an episode about haunted areas of the UK. Well, Anthony, you're in the episode! He goes on to say, A few years ago, I did a walk in the area to Bleaklow Moor, near Glossop to the crash site of a World War II US Air Force Super Fortress bomber. It is a really eerie, atmospheric place, and many parts of the plane can still be seen. It crashed at 11am on November 3rd, 1948, killing all 13 crew members. Surely, this place must be haunted. I took some pictures at the time and got some strange light anomalies on my photos. Anyway, I just thought I'd share some of my thoughts on the Longdondale Valley. Looking forward to hearing your future podcasts. Kindest regards, Anthony from Nottingham. Thanks so much, Anthony. Your wishes came true. This episode is all still dedicated on the Longdondale Valley. I'll let Yvette take it away as usual to find out more.
0: Is there a link here to the scattered, rusted remains of World War II aircraft across the tops of the peak of Bleaklow? These aircraft weren't actually shot down during the war, but instead crashed here due to the bad weather that the area is known for. The remains of the top of Bleaklow have been titled the Bleaklow Bomber. The plane, which flew under the name of Overexposed, crashed here in 1948, tragically killing all 13 passengers on board. There were 11 crew and two military passengers. The plane was a US Air Force B-29 aircraft that was on a routine flight and crashed when descending through cloud. The plane was due to land near Warrington, but due to the thick cloud, the pilots' vision was obscured and believed that they were clear of the hills and began to descend too soon. The memorial plaque says, it is doubtful the crew ever saw the ground. You can still find the remains today a short distance from Snakes Pass, a hot spot for the Longdondale lights. But this isn't the only case of aircraft crashes on the hills. On Thursday, July 22nd, 1954, two Sabre 4s of 66 Squadron disappeared over the peaks. The crashed fighters were discovered the following Sunday by two Ramblers who alerted the emergency services. Eventually, the bodies of the pilots were recovered and carried off the high moor, although the wreckage was left strewn where it had fallen. The two pilots were experienced flyers, both planes were brand new and the cause of the accident remains officially unknown to this day. The radio transmissions between the two pilots shortly before they disappeared, however, provide a tantalising hint of a cause. It is evident that the two were flying in low cloud and were lost. Where are we? asked one. I'm not sure. came the reply. But then the second pilot apparently spotted a third plane and issued the fatal order. Just follow the other jet through the cloud. Those were the last words he spoke. And since no other planes were known to be flying in the area at that time, rumours began that the two pilots were lured to their death by the appearance of the phantom bomber. Maybe that was true, or perhaps they could have been distracted by a UFO. In a different area on the peaks, Tony Ingle, a local postman, was out one day walking his dog. Now, this account I found and I've taken from one of my favourite TV shows of all time, Strange But True. And if you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. You will love it. So... Anyway, as I said, I found this story to do with Longdendale, and I wanted to add it. So here we go. So Tony Ingle, as I said, was walking his dog and looked up and suddenly saw a Dakota aeroplane coming out of the sky and into the valley. He recalled the propellers were going round, but there was no sound. It was dipping all the time and it was getting lower and lower. I thought, crikey, this thing's going to crash. I looked over the edge thinking, I'll see the plane, but there was no plane. So I just looked and there were just sheep in the fields. It felt like death. It was terrible. It was an eerie sensation. The dog, since, then refuses to go into that area. He'll just cower down refusing to move. You've got to physically pull him up. So what had Tony and his poor dog witnessed? A Apparently, there are Dakota planes that have been known to fly in that part of Derbyshire. Could he have seen one of those? The company that flies them checked out the flight times that Tony gave them and discovered that none of their aircraft were airborne at the time. The only other British Dakota belongs to the RAF. It was airborne that day, but flying over 150 miles away. So no Dakotas were flying in that area at the time. Tony saw the ghostly plane but one had crashed there 50 years earlier. A crew of US servicemen boarded a C-47 Dakota at Leicester East. The war in Europe had just finished and spirits were high. Six American pilots and one Scottish RAF pilot and his jeep were boarded onto the plane. They were heading to Scotland and the Scottish pilot had asked for a lift as he wanted to visit his mother and no doubt wanted to show off his jeep. They set off for Renfrew, north of the border. As they flew over the peaks, they descended quickly through the fog and crashed. Sadly, all crew members died. After Tony's story hit the press, more people came forward reporting their stories and experiences of seeing the same plane and strange lights, the earliest being 1948, Audrey Twig was having a picnic with her mum in the Hope Valley in the Peak District. She was only a child at the time, but she saw a plane flying very low and again with no sound. The strange thing was her mother never saw it. Could Audrey have seen the ghost plane of a young pilot who crashed his plane in that very area some years earlier? The pilot was only nineteen and was experiencing his first solo flight. He took off in clear weather and then the cloud and mist rolled in. He couldn't see and the aircraft flew straight into the moor. Now, that extract that I've just read to you was taken from that amazing, fabulous TV show, Strange But True. Absolutely brilliant series and a fascinating show. Now. ShutlingSlow.co.uk mentions more ghostly apparitions regularly seen on the moors of phantom aeroplanes, one of which was from Gerald Scarrett of Longdendale. Whilst exploring the RB29 crash site, discovered what he thought to be a washer, but on later inspection, found to be the gold ring that belonged to the aircraft's captain, Langdon P. Tanner. Returning to the site with a group of aircraft enthusiasts, Gerald was recounting his tale when his companions turned ashen-faced and began to walk away from the site. They later claimed to have seen a pilot in full post-war flying gear standing behind Gerald, although Gerald himself remembers seeing nothing of the sort. Wow, I love it when more than one person experiences a manifestation of a ghost. I wonder if that particular spirit needs help. When learning of this story, I really did feel very sad. Maybe Gerald, finding the ring, awoke the pilot spirit. I really hope that that spirit has found peace. I feel an investigation in the Longdondale area is a future must. Don't you? More hotspots are recorded, for instance, in the reservoir cascade of Howden, Derwent and Ladybauer were famously used during the Second World War as practice locations for the attack on the dams of the Ruhr Valley in Western Germany by the specially adapted Lancaster bombers of the 617 Squadron, now more commonly known as the Dam Busters. Something has undoubtedly become lodged in the collective unconsciousness and folk memory of that part of the Peak District. Urban myths of plane crashes and ghost aircrafts are so common. Another story from shutlingslow.co.uk sent another shiver down my spine. Dr. David Clark of Sheffield Hallam University has recorded the tale of how on the 24th of March 1997, police in the Dark Peak area received calls from various members of the public, including a special constable and two gamekeepers claiming to have witnessed an aircraft crashing into the moors above Howden Reservoir. Taking the call seriously, the police alerted the local mountain rescue team. But despite a widespread search, no evidence of any crash could be found. So what are we seeing and experiencing here? A memory, I feel, of horrific incidents. Why these images are seen by some, but not others? Well, perhaps we'll never know. It would be interesting to see if the planes that were seen were this seen on the date they crashed, an anniversary haunting perhaps. But ghostly planes, ships, trains and cars have all been experienced all over the world. Inanimate huge objects that have sunk, crashed or disappeared keep showing up for only a certain few to see. This is a subject I really find totally fascinating. Will we ever get to the bottom of it? Now we hear from our listener, Lindsay, who shares a strange experience when driving to Devon. Could this be a recording of the past? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Hi, vet. My name is Lindsay. I live in Essex. Um, I just wanted to tell you about a strange thing that happened to me it was 2009 and I was driving to Devon um, to see a friend it was about 10 o'clock at night so it was dark and there was a stretch of the M5 that had no lights on it Um, I was in the fast lane doing about 60 mile an hour there were no cars in front of me but there were quite a few cars behind me then all of a sudden, in front of me, out of nowhere, there was a car and it was an estate car. It didn't have its lights on and it was kind of across the road in front of me. Now, at this point, I had to think really quickly because I was going quite fast and I, I instantly just steered slightly to the left because I thought, if I keep going, obviously I'm going to hit this car. But if I just steer to the left a bit, the car behind me will have the chance to put the brakes on and I might just clip the front of this car and there'll be less damage. Anyway, that was split-second thinking. So that's what I did. And then I didn't hit anything. I looked in my rear-view mirror and thought there's going to be a massive pile-up because there's all them cars behind me. But there was nothing. So I drove down a bit further and pulled over. At this point, I was in shock. You know, I just thought I was going to hit this car. A car pulled up in front of me and three other cars pulled up behind me. At this point, I got out through the passenger side. and There was a lady getting out of her car. Her son was on the phone to the police and called out, is everybody all right? Is there anybody hurt? And We all said, no, we're, we're all fine. It said the, the police has said just... Get back in your cars and continue with your journey. We all stood there in complete shock. Um, the other passengers and drivers were saying that they'd seen this estate car across the road with no lights on. Um, clearly there was nothing in the road. There was no, no car. All of us had seen it but there was nothing. The traffic was flowing fine going past us but we were all stood there in shock because we'd all seen this car across the road. I got back in my car and I drove very slowly to my friends in Devon and when I got there, I couldn't stop going over and over in my head about this this car that I'd seen that wasn't there.
0: Hi, Lindsay. My God, what the hell? How dangerous and frightening was that? A ghostly car that could have caused a fatal crash. Wouldn't it be fascinating to see if there was a crash on that part of the M4 involving an estate car? So this car and possibly its ghostly inhabitants are going through their final moments, perhaps? But in doing so could cause further accidents and possible deaths. You could say it's like a glitch in the ethereal system. If you, Lindsay, have seen and experienced this car on your own, I would, um, and I imagine a lot of people would have said, oh, it's dark. You were probably tired and you imagined it. But the fact that all those other motorists saw that same car and described it to you is absolutely fascinating and yet terrifying in equal measure. I wonder if anyone else listening has seen or experienced this same car on the M5. If you have, oh, please, please get in touch. Now, back to these strange lights in the sky. A more recent sighting of the ghostly plane was in March 1997 when Maria France and a companion had travelled up to the High Moor around 10 pm one night in the hope of seeing the Hale Bop Comet. As the two looked into the clear night sky, a low flying plane appeared above them. They watched as it passed overhead and over the peak where it disappeared from view. After it was out of view, they realised that although they could see the propellers whirring around, the plane itself made no noise. Just like our postman, it's exactly the same thing. But Maria France and her companion were not the only ones to see the phantom bomber that night. A farmer saw it come round the peak and come diving towards him. He was so convinced he actually dived to the ground prepared for the impact. Shortly after, the witnesses heard the sound of a plane crashing and saw an orange glow in the sky. The emergency services were inundated with phone calls from concerned locals reporting a plane crash. After searching for hours, no wreckage was found and no plane was ever reported missing. I'd love to talk to a physicist on this matter. What science's take on huge solid matter showing itself years after it has crashed or disappeared and then disappearing? Obviously, they're not going to think it's paranormal, will they? But I want to know what their thoughts are. Do they have an explanation for these mass sightings? Or will, as usual, think that they were all mad, making it up for attention, or simply have the most colourful imaginations? We'll definitely come back to this subject, and I'm sure our lovely producer Molly will find me a very nice scientist to argue with. Thanks for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp. Don't be shy. Leave your voice note. And here's the number to leave it on. It's 075-999-27537. We are on Instagram and our handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And we'll be back again same time next. Week, But if you can't wait until then, you can visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Keep your eyes peeled for anything peculiar you never know. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.